0: Lord, I've had a good life, and I think I lived it right. Bet there's a big ol' orgy waiting
1: for me in the sky.
2: I'm sure behind them pearly gates there's booze and weed and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord, send me down the hill. Yeah. yay team go us we're gonna make
1: it that's what i'm talking about right
2: you know it's funny because mish is in the chat here and this kind of all started off of him because uh he screenshot a dude that was saying you know whatever the johnny depp amber heard and he had to you know mish was like bro what because the guy was saying like we did it and of course i had to comment on it because i'm like what did we do we didn't do shit. That guy <laughs> right. that was tweeting didn't do shit. Johnny Depp's fucking attorneys did some shit. A jury did some shit. And there's a possibility that Amber Heard's attorneys dropped the ball and didn't do shit either.
1: Okay. And we know we know that Amber did a little shit.
2: Ooh. Literally in the bed. Mm-hmm. Genuine desire, boys just saying that is genuine desire
1: if she's if she's not dropping a deuce on your 80 800 count sheets 800 third count sheets she doesn't have genuine desire boys
2: that's right a lot of people don't understand that they they think they know what genuine desire is but the minute i hear some crazy shit like that it's like that's a chick that's madly in love
1: you don't you don't you don't see genuine desire like that very often almost never
2: that's why most guys couldn't handle BPD if they, it actually hit them. <laughs> it's a true statement.
1: What they think is BPD, what most guys think is BPD, and we were talking about this in the chat a minute ago. What most guys think about think is BPD is really just enthusiasm and and maybe some SSIDs, but most of them wouldn't know real borderline if it hit them, you know, in the ass with a spatula.
2: Well, yeah, just like most guys wouldn't know the difference between a a real tradcon woman and a thought tradcon woman or a quality woman. They have no idea. They think they know, but they don't know. Because guess what, kids? Trick question. They're all the fucking same. True statement. Bull, how are you? Dude, you are echoing bad. Yeah, you sound like you're deep in the bottom of a well. Oh, it's terrible, dude.
1: Bull has been a a sonic disappointment for the last, I don't know how many shows. He just keeps... Talk about shit in the bed. Oh, shit.
2: You you need to work on the microphone there, buddy.
1: Well, while he's doing that, this week I finally received my butthurt heffa pint glass from the Punch Riot store. So I'm drinking some... Bud Light, because I'm I don't have any Butthurt Heifer whiteson nearby. And when when we're out of Butthurt Heifer whiteson Bud Light is the official beer of the show. And uh, you know, so that's what I'm I'm starting off the night with some Bud Light, just so I can utilize my phenomenal Butthurt Heifer whiteson pint glass. And I'm I'm generally pleased with it. I think I, I want to tweak the graphics a little bit. There's I'd like to see it become a little bit more vivid, but I'm not I'm not convinced that the that the outfit I'm using for this shit can get it much better. So we'll see. You
2: you might actually have to go real high tech and high dollar if you want to go better.
1: Well, I'd like to get there. If you, If you dipshits out there would buy more shit, then you know the faster you buy this shit at store.punchriot.com, the more I can build up and bootstrap, you know, the the dollars over there so I can actually, you know, not drop ship this shit and actually get it produced in a local facility of my choosing.
2: Jesus Christ. I'm I'm catching up with the chat here. Wow, you guys really are bored. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Bull, try again. You got to unmute yourself. No. You still sound like you're in the bottom of a, a fucking tin can. Jesus. Dude, it is terrible. I, I can barely make sense of what you're saying. So, yeah, you I don't know what's going on with your system there. What's the address there, Nick? It's uh, HTTPS slash store punchriot.com
1: store.punchriot.com i just put it in the chat over on youtube oh i just put it in here too if you want to get it you know get it there's there is there are some new designs in there too i'm i'm trying to i'm trying to release a new design every week throughout the summer and then i'm going to see what sells the best and keep that shit.
2: (laughs) you're right chest he does oh hey he did change his avatar um He needs to actually show that picture blown up because that was the other thing if I would have made it on time besides some screenshots of me saying, bro, what in that whole conversation, which sparked this whole thing Mm -hmm. or uh, his avatar picture. But I want to see it in its full glory because, dude, it is it's it's amazing. I want to hear about his little show that he went to. That's what I want to hear about
1: it all it all comes back to everything everything these these dipshits know about life is in the abstract
2: well yeah that's it comes
1: comes back to you know one of one of chess rules one of his one of his uh stoic aphorisms
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh shit well at least the chat's lively tonight i like it They, they brought their own knives with them tonight
1: well, Bull, Bull and I warmed him up for you, so.
2: Oh, good, good. Uh, you, you put a little bit of fluid in the carburetor to to, to preempt it. I got you. All well,
1: right. we were here. We were here on time, so. You know.
2: Oh, that's what you say, because you know there's no way I can prove or disprove that.
1: Well, you can see my. You can see the timestamp on my chat, my posts in the chat, though.
2: Let's see. I'm going to call Nick out here. 602 604. okay, so there's 604, which actually is on time for you.
1: Well, I mean I was I was here waiting around a couple minutes and then when when I saw your DM about being late, I decided yeah. to go over to YouTube and and uh, bring some value while we waited on you. <laughs> you know I, I I like this topic though because
2: because sports ball mentality is a fucking mental illness, that's why.
1: Well, the problem is that even sports ball mentality has changed. Because in the seventies, you went to ball games, you had a good time, you cheered for your team, and then you went home and went back to life. And if you were wearing a shirt, and and this is the key, and I, you know, and I and I hate to, you know, always have you know come do what everybody else does and come up with all these little heuristics and tests for everything. But you back in, mm-hmm. back in the day. And I mean it as a heuristic, because back in the day, only kids wore major league sports jerseys with other dudes' numbers on it. That was something kids did. You know, you bought your kid a jersey when you went to the game. Dads didn't do that.
2: No, you're correct. They did not.
1: Dads couldn't have given less of a shit. Dads were there to get into the game that they liked. Get into the team that they like. Drink some beer. That's what dads did because I was I was a seven year old kid, six year old kid. I was there in the middle of the whole thing. We used to uh, you know fill up a fucking RV full of dads and kids, dads and sons from the neighborhood, and drive to you know drive you know two hours to the stadium to go watch them play, and and that's what we did. And, uh, now it's like, you know, it's, there's a lot of dudes that are out there critical of everybody's style and they tend to be a little bit metrosexual in their approach. And I like to give them a hard time, but they always make one point, which I think is very good is that too many older dudes, they dress like they're 12 year old boys still, you know, ball caps and and whatnot all the time. And, you know, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm in a ball cap, you know a lot i fish a lot you know all that kind of shit throw on a cap when my hair's fucked up but uh you know the the whole little you know ball cap sports jersey shorts and sneakers look you know is just kind of i don't really give a shit but it kind of tells you where the mentality is at
2: oh yeah absolutely it's funny you say that because uh we're gonna address this one here in a minute Okay.
1: I I am the real Licorice Johnson. There are a lot of people out there calling themselves Licorice Johnson, but that's whenever I play Delta Blues slide on my uh you know on my guitar in there, that's my stage name. I'm I was the first. Anyway,
2: you're the original Licorice.
1: I'm the real Licorice Johnson.
2: There, I like it. Anyway, so <clears throat> thinking of you know the ball cap and the the like, Chesty said you know fat ass untucked bullshit it's not only the fat asses doing it okay there's there's young guys and i say young as in their mid to late 20s 25 26 27. i work with a couple of these dipshits and they come in in the morning because we have we can get dressed at our work they have a locker room and all that kind of shit. Well, these fucking kids come in with, and and these are skinny kids. These are seriously, Nick, you'll understand the term. And if not, chest will. Chest will appreciate this. They're wiggers. Let's try and add Bol in and see if he can talk now. You're still echoing and talking from the bottom of a well might be something with your sound card dude i don't know because it doesn't even sound like you're talking into that particular microphone it sounds so quiet and echoey like like i said you're at the bottom of a tin can well (laughs) dude i don't even know what you're saying anyway (laughs) well fine i'm gonna go home somewhere else So these, these skinny, skinny, you think I'm thin, you should see these fucking guys. They're like bean poles. Come in with the baggy pants that barely hang on and the baggy shirt that's 18 sizes too big. And they got the ball cap backwards at 6 o'clock in the morning when the sun's coming up, at least now, here in Salt Lake. And I'm like, you know, if I was going to wear a ball cap, and I'm not a ball cap-wearing kind of guy, if you guys haven't noticed. But if I was, I'd want the brim on the front to cover my eyes so that I can fucking see when I drive.
1: Get some shade at least. Yeah,
2: you know, keep my nose from getting sunburned, yo. But anyway, where was it, Andrew? I'm not done with you, buddy. Where's that at? There it is. There it is. Bald guys wear ball caps. (laughs) Well, Nick, should we tell him?
1: It's your show, you do what you want. <laughs>
2: it's my show. Well, we could always yeet Andrew just for shits and giggles. Right. Hey, hey, we got a few wrenches in here. Where's mctubus Chest is a wrench. Give it give him a give him a yeet. Give him a, like a 30-second timeout or something. Just just because.
1: Just for the hell of it, because it's yep. his turn.
2: It's it's his turn. That's right.
1: This show isn't Brutal. yours,
2: it's just your turn. That's all, guys. Give him a yeet.
1: Go fund me for Satan's mic. <laughs> <laughs> <No shit. laughs> uh,
2: and while you guys are at it, uh McTubus, you you have a wrench or chest. Uh yeet this guy too. That's Cosmo. Oh, I know who it is. Yeah. You let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. But give him a give him a timeout too, just because.
1: Well, I am against this whole appropriating Bull Rush's image for his comedic, you know, whatever he's trying to do there. You got to you got to bring something fresh, man. Don't don't <laughs> over Bull Rush. <laughs> Avert thine eyes.
2: Avert thine <laughs>
1: eyes. That's right. Oh shit. But I I did I did notice. I did I I did pick up on A lot of those, I saw a lot of posts where people were taking some sort of either credit or, 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 you know, involvement in whatever's been going on with, you know, that trial. And yeah, of course, I thought that was weesh the first time I saw it. And then I saw, I saw Misha's post. I saw, uh, you know, Rhinestone Stone mentioned that a couple of times and I just thought, you know, why? I mean, it's it's like we're back to fantasy football, but it's not even fantasy football. It's stupider.
2: It, it is. It's it's even more ridiculous and dumb.
1: I mean, I've done I've done fantasy football before and, you know, I enjoyed it, but you know, this is this goes back to like fantasy you know celebrity celebrity problems or something and oh shit it's like you're not you know you know it's like whatever Mish mees or somebody said pointed out that johnny depp showed up drunk every day for trial and he he cracked up a bunch of shit maybe it was you and and in the end it was his like you said it was the lawyers and the jury or whoever that had something to do with it but the benefit there is no benefit to any of you fuckers out there Nope. This, this, was a, one this was a this a this was a one-off trial. Masculinity wasn't on trial. Feminism nope. wasn't on trial. This nope. was this was two very self-absorbed people who live a charmed life and still fucked it up. Still shit the bed. You know. Still cut their fingers off. Still all this <laughs> all this crazy bullshit. And none of this means anything. It just means that, you know, the trial went depth's way. I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm well, glad. Well, yeah, but-
2: glad it worked out for him. But that doesn't mean, you know, team masculinity one, <laughs> feminist zero. It's like, no, that's not how this works, you dumb fuckers. Okay, the masculinity, like Nick said, masculinity is not on trial here. Okay, this was two idiots who did idiot shit. And decided to go to court, being idiots, and the even the jury was like, "Well, you both are a couple of fucking
1: idiots." <laughs> you're both a couple of fuck ups.
2: Yeah, you're both a couple of fucking retard[s]. But they decided, well, you know, Johnny said she said mean things, and they said, "Well, yeah, you kind of proved your point," because she said, "So what if I shit the bed? He deserved it." <laughs> Oh, my God. You know, whatever it was. But this is not a win. This is not for the team. Because anytime I see that we shit, Chest knows, Nick knows, most of you guys in the chat know, Ryan Stone definitely knows. The first thing I think is, who is we,
1: motherfucker? What do you you mean by we, white man? (laughs) Yeah, what do you mean by we, motherfucker?
2: (laughs) Because the only team I play for is Team Rob. That's the, the one team that, yep, I'm on that side. Anything else is incidental. Beyond that, it's like, I'm, dude, I'm not your personal army. I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not part of your cause. I'm not here to win one for team masculinity. Right, go fuck yourself. It's like, I'm here for me, motherfucker. And that's how y'all should be. Okay. That's where the sports ball mentality is a mental illness part comes in. Because there is no team. There is no we. Okay, It's something I said, and I know I said it on one of the shows several, like, several episodes ago. But I started it off in the Discord where I had said something along the lines of, you know, I kind of dial it back. I dial it back compared to what's really going on in my head. And it was Shrike. That before he got nuked or whatever happened with him on the Discord. He's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, as an example, bro, I like you. But that doesn't mean I won't try to fuck your woman while you're memeing on me. <laughs> and he even took offense. He was like, see, it's shit like that. And I'm like, but that's the point. Okay. That's why there's no we, Okay, while you're memeing on the internet and saying, yo, bros, we made it. We we scored one. Masculinity one, feminism zero. I'm over there going, hey baby, what's your sign?
1: Yeah, you're These guys are out there posting about, you know, team masculinity and you know, you're his chick's backdoor man. <laughs> Correct. Correct. <laughs> Men don't know,
2: but the little yeah. girls understand exactly that's the fucking point yep it's funny you bring up backdoor man that's awesome
1: well i've been i've been i've been working on my uh on my slide chops the last couple of weeks you know since uh little spurg and i are officially over it appears and so you know Oh, give her a month she'll be back i had it well maybe we'll see i i, I think so well look well, But here's the thing about that. Here's here's some value for you guys out there in TV land. She's by far the best relationship I've ever had with a female in my life. I will say that I I haven't had one that was better. My marriage certainly was not. The way she handled it, if she wants to come and I and I would, unless I found out something that I you know that was a deal breaker, I, I I would I would pursue you know, getting things going again at some point down the road should, you know, should the opportunity arise. But but the way she handled it, uh, she's gonna have to, you know, she's gonna have to do some uh she lost status. Crawling up the Spanish steps on her knees for a while, kind of thing. You. And you know, and and it's funny because you and I were t- were DMing about this. And you know, I you know, I am bummed about it because I, I did really care for her and I and I still do. Of you know, she's a great gal. Yeah. And uh so I went fishing for a couple days, you know, hung out, played guitar, did shit. And then, you know, I started I started more heavily, you know, sourcing chicks on online dating and you know, being more doing doing my version of approach, you know, and all this shit. And uh, you know, I've already had like I've already got two dates. Th- meetups whatever you want to call them lined up i got one chick that i pulled off of the you know off of the app i was like hey here text me your number and uh i'll give you a call we'll set something up what was her response yes daddy and there's the number
2: oh yeah
1: and i was like it's your game to lose you just went to the front of the line lady. Right. so you know so i'm looking forward to uh you know seeing what comes with uh this next round of spinning a plate or two and and uh we'll see if she uh you know we'll see what happens down the road but you know i i, I am really bummed about it because that was three and a half years on sure. the other hand you know fuck it and roll and I, I i do practice what i preach so
2: not only are you the you know one of the the mentors the gurus but you're also a client i'm
1: mm. not only the president of fuck and roll, fuck it and roll i'm also a client that's exactly is. right that's, that's exactly it. right you old fuckers know that reference
2: uh, I get it. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Wasn't that the hair cl- the hair loss club for men?
1: Hair, hair club for men. Back in the eighties, baby. That's right.
2: <laughs> I remember that
1: commercial. Cheers.
2: That's right. That's right. And not only am I the president, but I'm also a client. That's right. <sighs> That's right.
1: And as Sast always says, he's an authorized reseller. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and there it is. Bull. Let's try again.
1: How's that? Is
0: that better?
2: Oh, God, at least you're not talking in a tin can. Yeah, I can actually understand you. Yeah,
0: I'm on my phone. I don't know what's wrong with that mic. Yeah, you, you need. it's
2: either the mic's got an issue or your sound card is having a conflict or something, so you're going to have to do some investigating. So, dude, you have to tell me and if you have that picture that you have as your avatar of the chick laying on the ground, I need the full thing. You need to share that because everybody here in fucking YouTube land needs to see that. You need to share that. So that I oh, can... that girl? Yeah, the one laying down, the one that you took the picture of and sent to me. Okay. Yeah, you need yeah. to share that so that I can put it up for everybody to see because that is just a thing of beauty. Oh yeah, and then you need to tell me about Buzzfest or whatever the fuck it was called because you sound like you had a way more exciting weekend than I did.
0: Oh yeah, we. Uh, so, Sorry. my daughter was uh she'd never been to a rock concert. She went to like a one thing she's been to is like a Christian concert, like a Christian music concert. And I'm like, that's not a rock concert. So Buzzfest showed up, and uh, I, I bought tickets like a month and a half ago, and uh, I, so I took her to her first rock concert. And uh, I think she got a little bit of a contact high while we are over there. So
2: Yeah, you mentioned that because she was fucking around with her phone and, like, couldn't figure something out or whatever. Pre-teenage girl doesn't know how to operate a phone. Wow, yeah, she's fucked up or something.
0: Well, what she was doing was she was, like, taking a phone and trying to flip it up in the air and trying to catch it. And she just started doing that, and she did that for about 20 minutes straight. And I was, like, looking at her, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And then she started telling me that she she started pulling at my elbow, like the skin on my elbow, telling me she's going to take my my elbows away from me. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, kid? I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, you're fucking high a little
1: bit. It's like, yeah, she's baked.
0: (laughs) Yeah. She's telling me she's going to take my wrist bones away from me and stuff and watch me drive, drive the car without without a
1: my thumbs and shit. Oh I was like, Oh yeah. She was high. That's not a, that's not a sober, (laughs) clear headed imagination at work at all. That's, that's a, uh, that's a chemically (laughs) induced imagination right there.
2: Yeah. No shit.
1: I was just looking at her like, you're fucked up kid. Yeah. (laughs) You're
0: toasted. So, and then she, and then she on the way home or right before we left, she's like, dad, can I, I want to get some nachos.
2: Oh Yeah. 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 (laughs) I want to get some nachos.
1: <laughs> where were you at that the clouds of pot smoke were that dense? That's that's the that's odd. Well, we were uh, we were at the
0: Woodland Pavilion, but we we're yeah. out on the grass. We we're out on the grass lawn. We didn't have seats. Uh, we weren't like under the actual pavilion part, but we were on the grass. And uh, it was it was yeah. That's where everyone goes to smoke if they're gonna smoke pot and shit. They're gonna go out there.
1: It's like you really can't get away from it. So you just enjoy it, I guess. In Birmingham, Birmingham, Alabama, there's a uh, just south of the city. There's a uh, there's a venue called Oak Mountain Amphitheater. Predictably, it's at Oak Mountain, and uh, it's the same thing. They got we got that big grass, you know, infield over there. And uh, if you, that's kind of general admission, cheapest tickets. You just you know plop a chair or a towel down and just hang out. And that's usually where you know you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be high by the time you leave, whether you smoke or not. What happened <laughs> yes Dante I just said infield you want me I, I if you're if you're nice i'll I'll start turning my phone camera on video when I approach women at Home Depot and let you uh, let you analyze it for me get your green marker out. I don't even Rob are you there?
2: Oh yeah I'm here I'm I'm looking for something here if it'll let me do it.
1: another macaroni oh. and cheese <clears> recipe.
2: God damn it all right i gotta remember how to do this now fucking streamyards, <laughs> retarded sometimes
1: i need to find you know, you know what i need to do is i need to get we need to get some either uh either let them burn or everybody's grandma shot glasses that's what we need i need to find some of those i think rob just had too many strokes dante maybe would someone please think of the children Yeah. kid got hot box that's right
2: all right here we go i
0: figured it out
1: He's stroking out instead of stroking one out. That's the big difference. He's he's on his semen retention regime. Now who is that? That just some random?
2: Just some rando chick that uh Bullrush found, I guess. Mm. I, initially I was thinking it was his girl cuz he sent this to me, but then he, you know, later kind <clears> of <throat> denied that it was his. And so I was like, "Oh, you're doing the creeper stalker thing. I like it." <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. You see, this is the reason here. I got to go back to this picture. We got a full screen that. Well, explain this photo, Bullrush. Come on. So, us- basically,
0: so basically, what happened? It's. I mean, it's like 95 degrees out there uh, when we're out there with like 60 something percent humidity. It's hot and nasty out there, and but me and my girl, uh, me and my daughter, yeah, we were out there. yeah, me and my daughter were just. We had just got there. And then about 10 minutes after we set up our chairs, on lawn chairs and stuff, this girl just plops down and like about eight feet away from me, just laying down there like that. I'm like, that's a damn good shot right there.
1: She does have uh, some large titties.
0: Yeah, well, what got me was the fishnet stockings. I'm like, I was like, oh, Oh, I like that. I like that. Oh, yeah. If she had not been wearing the fishnets, I probably wouldn't have thought twice about it, but she was so because I wanted I took a picture of it and uh I sent the picture to my girlfriend because she was wondering what kind of fishnets she wanted to get, and I told her to get those.
1: Just tell her to watch the uh the motley crew video for looks that kill. There you go.
2: Oh yeah. See, now that's I, I wish there was more chicks like this one. I gotta leave this up for just another moment here because there are
1: but they're they're all going to those they're all going to those you know those woke festivals that's the problem Uh, who gives
2: a fuck if they're doing
1: that i'm just saying if that's if that's what you want that's where you got to go to find them
2: Eh, well i don't know maybe all i know is when i see this photo here when he, when Bull Rush sent this to me, like I said, initially for about a minute, I thought maybe like this was his chick and I'm like, nice, but it is the fishnet. And of course the tatas, you know, where we're almost, I just wanted bull to be like, you know, bull zoom in just a little bit more. <laughs> and I get it. I get it. We don't want to be total pervs here. I get that. Yeah. But I'm looking at this and I'm just like, God damn, I miss these days of chicks wearing torn up fucking fishnets and a halter top or a tube top that their tits are practically falling out. And they're just laying there not giving a fuck in the world. And it's, God damn it.
0: That's what I was thinking, too. I mean, I just want to take a picture of that just not to be a creep or anything. Just like, you know, that's that's just a good time right there. You
2: know? Oh, yeah absolutely this is a good time and that's why you know you shared it with me and now we have to share it to youtube because this is just too much fun right here
1: i like i like how bull rush is trying to make himself sound like you know ansel adams taking pics at yosemite (laughs) (laughs) i'm not a perv or anything i'm i'm doing this you know for art (laughs)
2: <laughs> hey, uh, well, dude, this is for our this is all
1: aesthetics right. this is all aesthetics
2: <laughs> that's right all aesthetics that's
1: it haram but would bang oh god damn it Miss you fucking apple pie you know it <laughs> but it, it was a good uh it was a pretty
0: good pretty good concert uh let's see the lead singer of bush i know i told rob this but it, it's it's uh he's lost it, he he's phoned lost. it in yeah well, I thought he phoned it in at first, but then I was watching the the rest of his set and everything. It's like, it's not really that he lost his, he, he really hadn't phoned it in. It's just that he's lost his edge on his voice, though. Big time. Uh, well,
2: unfortunately, that happens for a lot of uh, musicians, singers, as they age, unfortunately. Yeah. It happens.
0: Because like, his high notes and stuff weren't as smooth as they were like eight years ago. Because I've, I've seen Bush... Several times in concert going all the way back to like the early two thousands. And uh he's he, you he's, wanna he's hear ready. a sad one. What
2: there's two I can think of that compared to like twenty years ago. One is Tom Araya from Slayer. Yeah. Okay. He can't do that primal scream that he would do at the beginning of uh Angel of Death. He can't hit that high note and carry it like he did when he was young
0: oh you can't oh uh, no Mm-mm.
2: no i saw i saw a video here not too long ago about three four years ago was the timestamp stamp on it where they did that and and he did it and he could he he actually still hit the note but he only held it for a second and then dropped it and it was just like ah oh. but that's what happens as you age the other one joe elliott from Def leopard
0: he can't sing
2: like he did back in the 80s and in the early 90s
0: yeah but how old is he now though exactly
1: he's 10 years. he's at least he's a good 10 years older than me if not more Oh God! you know yeah.
2: what he brought up a good point here too Chess brought up
1: one yeah, oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Vince Neal is fucking terrible okay he's been terrible for at least 20 years
1: well okay? he I mean he fucked himself up so bad I'm surprised he's still walking around
2: mm-hmm You know, the sad thing when I think of Vince, so he was the icon of sex appeal back in the 80s. And then, of course, life happens, choices happen. Vince kind of blew up and not in a, you know, radio Grammy, that type of thing. He got big as in whale. And then he turned around and like got himself cleaned up gave up the food gave up the booze and he slimmed down he hit the gym he was actually looking really good when motley Crue first kind of reunited or got back together he was looking pretty decent you know it's like all right and then he turned around and just let it all go to shit again and now now oh god you see and hear him now it's just like it's 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 pathetic it's sad Mm -hmm. oh Yep. And that's, that's unfortunately, you know, if there's, you know, we always talk about women hitting the wall. These are the guys hitting the wall. Okay. The sad thing
1: thing about guys hitting the wall is it's, it's, it's not looks so much as it is skill sets,
2: skill sets and abilities. Yep. Mm -hmm. It, It really is. It really is. That's the thing I've noticed too. I mean, hell, I noticed my dad, who's 72 fucking years old. He's finally had to slow down. He's finally hit the wall, you know, but he's 70 fucking two. It's like, Jesus, you know, if only James Hetfield and if only, you know, Joe Elliott and all these other guys and Vince Neil, if only these guys could go that long.
1: Well, here's the here's the thing, you know that I saw some I saw a video for one of new for uh, Def Leppard actually has a new album out, and the music's actually pretty good. You can tell that Joe can't sing like he used to, but Phil Collin, who's their lead guitarist and writes most of the songs, I think he's better than he's ever been. I mean, he's he's like he's like he's not only is he jacked as fuck, but his playing is just insanely good. Um way better than it was, you know, back in the day. I mean, he's just gotten so much better. And you know, as, lo- as long as you don't get arthritis, you know, be a guitar player because you can, can you don't have to worry about your vocal cords going bad.
2: Right. Well, it's funny you mentioned that one. <clears throat> Several years ago, this god I fuck, I was still married. So that's how long it's been. I finally got around I've seen him twice now. Judas Priest, okay? And I'll give credit where credit's due. Rob Halford can still belt him out. Now, granted, it's not like, you know, 30, 40 years ago when he could stand and belt it out. The dude practically curls up into a ball, but he can still belt it out given his age. Yeah, It's like, holy shit, the dude still has a set of pipes on him. So... I, I, yeah.
0: think, I think Rob Halford, though, he's kind of a uh, he's kind of an outlier, though, as far as vocalists and stuff go. I think he's just he's a
2: he
1: is, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus,
2: yes, of course, you know, you're going to be sacrosanct and sacrilegious and all, Well that. you
1: know, the you know, the but do you do you were I mean, because I remember I remember hearing about uh, what I don't remember is the drummer's name, but I remember hearing Rick him. Allen. Yeah. And he got, I remember hearing about him getting in a car accident and losing his arm. And yeah, I was like, like back in
2: 84 <laughs> or something. It was, it was, it was
1: after, it was after, I think it was after Pyromania and before that was, Hysteria.
2: That's when it
1: happened, was
2: during Pyromania and before Hysteria. Hysteria.
1: Yeah. And, and I was, and I was devastated because Def Leppard was one of my favorite party bands back then. And I was like, holy shit, you know, there's, there's not going to be a Def Leppard anymore. They're going to have to get a new drum or whatever. And, And, you know, goddamn, if, you know, they didn't rally and, you know, just stick with the one arm bandit. So (laughs) 80s,
2: Jesus, wait, way to turn around and uh, compare him to a slot machine. I like it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's the thing. You know, the dude was the drummer. He lost an arm. He still got more pussies. he's still got more pussy than all the pussies in the discord do oh
2: god no shit. dude banged more chicks than anyone on the discord who is alpha and only bangs nines and tens bro yeah no shit
1: i can and just he hear about like honey you ain't lived until you rubbed one out on my stump
2: <laughs> oh that's fucking brutal but good Oh
0: man!
1: All right, I'm about to have to do a uh, a wardrobe change for my alcohol. (laughs) Switching alcohols, switching glasses. I only bang elevens.
2: Well, you know, Sast is in a whole nother world. He he's kind of like Spinal Tap, but for
1: YouTube. Sast is running around Central Florida, you know, in cargo shorts.
2: Cargo shorts 11s. and Crocs. Banging 11s. Yep. <laughs> 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 yep. Cargo shorts and Crocs. That, that's that's his style, kids. You better write that one down and tell your son. <laughs> because he's definitely his own team.
0: <laughs> Aren't we kind of all in a way? We're all we're on our own team.
2: Depends on who you ask, Bull. You ask the chat holes and anyone here watching the show, they're going to go, well, yeah, duh. Fuck all you guys. I'm on my team. But on Twitter and other parts of the internet, oh, no, 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 no. We have team masculinity. We have team, you know, Tradcon. We have team Power Dad. That's why this whole fucking episode is going on right now.
0: Speaking of power dads, I got my kid got a contact high at a rock concert. So fuck y'all power dads. How's that shit?
2: Hey, you know that would be that would be a good gum road course. How to get your kid a contact high.
1: Forty nine
2: mm-hmm. ninety seven. Yep. Yeah, tweet that shit out with her all <laughs> throwing the phone in the air as it hits her right in the forehead type of shit. Be like, look at me, power dads. You ain't got shit on me. Yep. And then follow it up with the the fishnet girl. There you go. While I was out with my daughter, look what I found. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, don't don't get me wrong though, man. There were some there were some girls that were dressed, they shouldn't have been like a lesser man would have would have turned gay if he'd seen that some of that shit, man. It was uh it was not it was not a sight to behold. It's kind of scary, but, uh, that's what you get at a concert sometimes. So you know, we fucking roll with it, like you guys say. But there is a uh, there is a plethora of unbroad titties out there, and uh, I just I thank God for that. I thank Sky Daddy. You think
2: the, the big man in the sky. Yeah, the king of all masculinity.
1: Yeah, <laughs> the, the supreme PUA in the sky. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm with you, Green. I got uh, I switched to my everybody's grandma undressed for sailors mug, but it's it's got bourbon. So I've, I've oh, you're
2: up in the odds now.
1: So I you know, I drained the uh, the butthurt heffa whites glass. And now I'm on the grandma mug. I call it the product. The actual product name is the harshness mug, because let's face it, you don't (laughs) coming to those realizations about grandma. It doesn't get any harsher than that, you know, without just, you know, maybe if you're maybe if you're Genghis Khan or something, but for most of us having to having to reconcile the truth with the reality of, of what grandma did is that's that's harsh.
2: Kind of is. I'm still doing the math in my head where, you know, SAS was talking about a nine and two ones. A and, nine and two ones. Well, and Jordan was, you know, three who are 3.6. You make it to an 11. Since we're doing that math, I got all you cocksuckers beat. I only bang
1: 20s. <laughs> Five fours. 3.6 times three is 10.8. Well, you, we round up around here. Uh, oh, yeah, The Manosphere rounds way up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. We, what. Haven't noticed. we rounded up at least, at least to the next common, uh, the next highest denominator, minimum. <laughs> and usually it's the, the dumb sons of bitches take the liberty of going, well, she was a three, but for the Manosphere, she was an eight.
1: We, round, we rounded up to, I'm a patriarch around That's here. That's right.
0: That's right. this this is why I have my saying that I but I always say if she's if she's you know if she's 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 on my dick, she's a 10, you know.
2: (laughs) So what you're saying, Bull, is you only bang
0: fifties. Yeah, pretty much. 51 something fifty year olds. I've been a fifty-year-old dude. Like, there's nothing wrong with that,
2: dude. Hey, here's some fun shit. Even I,
1: even I, still haven't done that.
2: I have. I and have, and I'm
1: 55. Well, you know, so you're
2: you're the alpha dad who alpha dadded. That's all I can say because you know, here's a fun thing. So, thinking of you know, 50, whatever. <clears throat> I got thinking about it. I was on one of my dating apps, Facebook Dating. And I have some pretty strict filters as far as height, weight, geographic location, all that. Wait,
1: Facebook has a dating app? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. If you, you have the
2: Facebook app on your phone, you have Facebook Dating which when i sat down and did my creepy nerd you know statistics and did my spreadsheet i was like wow my my most success when it comes to delays have come off of facebook okay well maybe i need to devote a little more time attention and energy to that then so i've been revamping the profile and and i'm and i you know i get i get my hits but there's they are few and far between when you're looking for chicks that are 27 to 38 and they're within 10 miles and they're like 53 and they're thin okay Let, let's just say that you know i don't get a lot of matches oh and no kids no kids that's kind of important just because i'm being extra picky but a a couple roll in here and there because of course they're saying i'll date 50 year old dudes who are five foot four and blah 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 there you know that's how this shit works okay you gotta understand the algorithm kids well i decided you know i'm gonna there's an option after you either swipe left or right kind of like tinder Once you get through them all, Facebook gives you an option. Hey, would you like to, you know, kind of undo your filters for 72 hours? And normally I say, no, no, Mm -mm. no, no, no. But, you know, last night, this morning, I was like, "Eh, okay, okay, why not? It's 72 hours, man. That's like three fucking days. Go ahead. You're laughing. You're laughing. But the joke's gonna be on you, motherfucker. You goddamn Islam Imam looking motherfucker. He does, doesn't he? He's like, I'll I'll tell you what, he's looking like he's about to start another war. Jihad. Where's 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 Mish? Are you there, Mish? You better curb your boy here. You know what? In fact, I I have a solution to this. There, that's our solution. There you go. There we go. So anyway, so here's the deal. So I decided, you know, I'm going to go ahead and lift the restrictions. Age, height, weight, geographic location. Let's see what happens. Just because. Well, guys, I've gotten like five, six matches so far, and and we're guys, okay? Women will get 18 billion. We all know how this works. If you get like five, dude, you're doing good. And I'm looking at these women, and yeah, one of them's over in like fucking Idaho. And I'm like, nope, you're too far away. Goodbye. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, because it, it, it lifted my restriction on geography, oh. okay, because I'm a lazy motherfucker, and so my limitation is about 20 miles radius, okay, for you math fucking geeks out there, from my location being the center point, 20-mile radius, okay. Now, granted, <clears throat> I'm willing to go further than that, and I have done so in the past. If I know it's a sure thing, But anything less than a sure thing, eh, fuck it, I, I got shit to do. I don't I'm not gonna drive or fly or do whatever. I'm not gonna throw money at, oh, excuse me, at a maybe. That's just me now if she's about 80 percent, like hell yeah daddy come on down Ah, eh, fuck it i'll get in the car and go for a drive for two hours i'm fine or i'll get on an airplane i've done it in the past got to see parts of the country i'd never seen before and got laid okay no shame i'm good with that because i knew that if i showed up she'd put out so I'm, I'm, you know, Hey, if these chicks turn out to be, you know, if I got to go to Idaho or to Colorado, cause that's <laughs> another one fucking Colorado. Uh, I'm like, yeah, you're like four hours away one way. It's like, eh, well, you're cute, but you're not that cute. So no. Yeah. However, <clears throat> since I have a restriction on age and for 72 hours, it was lifted There's a couple of chicks that are like 52. Yes, I'm getting into George Bruno country here, guys. I know, I know, I know. Shut up. But I'll tell you what these women and I I get it. Filters and Snapchat and Instagram. I get it. I'm I'm no stranger to filters. I understand the technology. For being a, an aging Gen X or, or you know, a, a very, 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 very late boomer, I get it. I understand how the technology works. I can tell when it's a filter and when it's, like, not a filter. And there's been a couple of women that are, like, 50, 51, 52. that I'm like, holy shit. And they're hitting me up. I'm not hitting them up. They're they're going, oh, shit, where did this guy come from? Hmm okay that they either had no kids for reasons or they took care of themselves so i'm kind of interested to see where this goes it'll probably go nowhere because that's usually how it is but it is funny you know broadening my horizons cuz usually my my normal motto is if she's my age she's too old for me but I also have dated older women in the past, or at least, you know, like a year or two or three, and their energy, depending on the woman and how much she takes care of herself, can make the difference. So when you, when we started talking about, you know, 50-year-old women, you know, way post-wall, well, there's certain advantages <clears throat> to going after those women. One, minimal to no head games they're just happy you showed up number two they'll fuck you as long as you don't step on your own dick okay as long as you don't give them a reason not to they won't fuck around with you they're just happy that you're there okay and i'm telling you guys here's the other side of the coin so I'm looking at some of these women. You've heard the saying, Nick, about there's somebody for everybody. Mm -hmm. No, no,
1: there's not. (laughs) No, there's not. Statistics bear that out as well. Well, yes.
2: If we want to get into math and all that other shit, you're correct.
1: We, need, we, we always need to we always need to keep a uh, keep the fire burning for Carl because he, he he originally showed us the the data on all of that
2: it, it is true it is too it is yep. it is okay but you know I, I remember that little saying when I was younger you know oh there's somebody for everybody because you see some you see some couples that even though on part on some part of you you're like oh but it makes sense when you look at him and you look at her and you're like well not my cup of tea but you know what they fit they work it makes sense and so you think hey this this fucking retard who's 300 pounds and he's autistic and he farts jello or whatever and she likes to sniff jello and, and all that shit <laughs> don't choke nick okay but then, <laughs> we have, got it together you know and, and you're like well it makes sense so you start thinking well god maybe there is somebody for everybody
1: here's to all you jello sniffers out there ladies <laughs> you're doing god's work
2: ah uh, but you end up at, at a point where you kind of you want because i'm an optimist believe it or not guys i am i'm an optimist because when i see some jello farting jello sniffing couple i'm like oh i wouldn't touch either one of them with a 10 foot pole but you know what god bless both of you maybe there is somebody for everybody i want to believe that
1: there's a biological imperative at work out there and it doesn't go away just because uh your aesthetics and your presentation are not up to par, you know, people still want to fuck. People don't want to be alone. You know, there's, there's all of that. And you know, that's how it's supposed to be. That's just how it is, you know? Yeah.
2: Okay. And, and the thing is, like I said, I want to believe it, but the truth is when I opened that filter up on Facebook, where it was like, Hey, would you like to suspend all of that for 72 hours? And I'm like, yeah, why not? And then I remembered why the filter is there. Because there's a lot of women that I'm just like, okay, we're getting into skin curtain country here, Nick. Okay, just saying. We're getting there. There's women that I, I looked at them and, and part of me, my heart bled. Okay, because I'm like, you know, she's done her best. She's 53. She lives in bum fuck Egypt right next to Mish. Okay. Cause that's about the distance that we're talking about here. All right. that it's like Mish would be better off trying to score this chick because she's further away to me than she is to him. And, and I see the sadness in her eyes, but I also realize that she's done a reasonable, reasonable job of taking care of herself. Genetics come into play. Okay. And nobody escapes genetics. Okay, not you, not me, not any motherfucker in the chat. Okay. Most of these women that I've seen that are like in their 50s that are in good shape, yes, a lot of it is lifestyle choice. I can tell that it's like, okay, yeah, they've they're not eating a ton of garbage, but part of it is genetics because I've also seen the the inverse. And that's where I realized, never mind statistics, Nick, but just seeing it with my own eyes that i'm just like there isn't someone for everyone
1: well you know when you start talking about genetics and the the two things that i've noticed that seem to have the the most significant detrimental effect on women's looks as they age genetics aside is and i've, I've verified this from multiple um for multiple class reunions both high school and college and uh, other venues but it's the amount of the amount of time they've passed out on the beach in the sun and the amount of alcohol that they constantly drink and i've noticed that you know m- most most women as they get older and i think most people as they get older have a harder time with carbs carbs affect them much much harder in your fort when you're 45 than when you're 25 correct and and the alcohol the alcohol the wine and 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 beer and shit this goes for men too but i don't really give a shit about them you know so you know i've seen the women who drink a lot and drink a lot of wine they just they get bloated and then they're they get old enough to where if you really want to lose that you've got to do two things number one is you got to quit doing all the drinking and when by the, and as we all know, by the time you get to 45 and 50, yeah, 45 and 50, um, you know, unless, unless your life is going well, you're not going to give up the drinking. So there's that. And then there's all the time. And I, and I'm a big believer in, you know, getting some sun, you know, getting that natural vitamin D and all that other shit. But, uh, I've seen a lot, a lot of the, the chicks that who, who were the, who just were the the best looking in high school and college, um, they spent, they spent 20 years spending the summers at the beach, passing out in the sun. And, you know, they look like, they look like old saddles. I mean, it's just, well, they, s-
2: they look like an old deflated football.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, I've known some that have, you know, that they'll, they'll give up the wine for a while and then they'll slim down. They'll look really good. Or as you know, as good as possible, like you know, the rest of us as we age, and uh, you know, but you know, if if depending on where they're at with their life choices and everything else, they usually have to go back to self medicating, which brings on the weight, and uh, it's just a brutal cycle. So it's it's very difficult if you don't go into your if you don't go into your you know middle age with you know so you know a little bit ahead of the curve, you're going to have a hard time. Well, i think
0: think they just need to change tax i think through their 30s they can drink wine but past past 40 45 they need to go ahead and throw the wine down and just pick up a good and healthy cocaine habit that'll keep them in shape
1: well here's the thing about smoking and he's uh, whoever said that is correct but you know along the lines of what you said what they need to do is not smoke until they're about 48 because yeah. if they start smoking at forty-eight, that's going to help with the uh, appetite suppression. And then you know, you know, it's going to it's going to take you thirty years to get lung cancer anyway. <laughs> at that point, so what difference does it make? You'll be seventy-five when you've got lung cancer. Oh well, you know, seventy-five. That's that's a lot of years for anybody. You know, if we anybody who makes it to seventy-five should be happy with seventy-five. So, you know, what else are you going to do for those last, you know? 10 years
0: yeah my grandpa made it to 75 and he was a type 2 diabetic so if he can do it anyone can do it
1: yeah jesus but you know somebody was talking you know he's some of the best place we're in between the ages of 29 and 39 my experience i wanted to i wanted to endorse that that's been my experience too and like the 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 women who are on who who i've got lined up for next week right now for dates are between 36 and 48 And the, in the last almost eight years now, since my, since I got divorced, just for casual dating, the the people I've enjoyed casual dating the most have been, have been women in their mid to late thirties who still look decent and they're just coming out of their divorce because when they're just coming out of their divorce, they don't want, you know, they're, they're not looking to settle down yet. Most of them. And they, they're looking to have a good time. And and they're not and when they set when they finally settle down and and, want to get married, they're looking for other dudes a little bit older than them that have kids close to their ages. And so I'm all I'm automatically out of the picture if if I if I ended up if I end up dating anybody in their mid to late 30s, because you know, my kids are I mean, my kids are in their late 20s. I got one kid who's 30 this year, so they're almost, you know, they're not too far behind, you know, their ages anyway. And, uh, and they just want to have fun. And, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're doing the eat, pray, love thing after being married for seven to 10 years. So, you know, that's a perfect time to, to date women, you know, coming out of those, those marriages in their, in their mid to late thirties. And then the women in their forties, it's exactly like Rob said by most of them, not all of them, but the ones who have learned their lesson like hopefully all of us do. The ones who've learned their lessons, they they're just glad somebody's going to give them some attention, and and they realize that they're on you know they're on the down slope as as the you know as many of us are, yep. and so so they're on the back nine, and and they've experienced you know how invisible they are to dudes, and so you know now the the ones who are in good shape and still look good and everything they. They've got a little bit of an edge, but it's not that much.
2: No, it's it,
1: not. It's not that much. And then, you know, when you get and here's the thing, you know, this is the, this is the reason why I still haven't banged anybody in their 50s yet is because I've I've dated women in their 40s. And, you know, so uh, little Spurg isn't that far from 50 now. So I thought she was going to be my first 50 year old. And, you know, we we just broke up. So, you know, I'm probably I'm, I'm missing out on. I'm the 50 plus thing again myself, but, but I, you know, I I think that the, that the, the ones that are the most fun to date are the ones in their mid thirties, but I don't want to have a relationship with those women because the ones I've dated anyway, they're still looking for a lot. They want to to go do a lot of stuff. They want to be (laughs) romance. They want all this other crap that they still haven't figured out. It's, pretty much too late for that but they still think they're going to get it and some of them do but that's what they want and so after a while it's like you know i'm not i'm not doing all that and and so that ends up that ends up ending naturally the ones in their 40s when you tell them hey you know i'm gonna be gone for 10 days doing shit you know i'll catch you when i get back they're like okay you know they're fine with it and so that that makes it very easy
2: Okay, that's the point where I've still got Jordan's comment up here, and I and I, you know, Jordan, I I know who Jordan is. Okay, when it comes to Twitter and all that, and he's a younger ish dude too. Okay, so I get from his experience. Okay, twenty nine to thirty nine, and he's not wrong, but I've gone the spectrum where I've dated women in there early to mid 20s all the way up to their early 50s okay and granted yes and i understand this between me and jordan i'm an older dude Okay, so me going after a 50, 50 51, 52-year-old woman, that's nobody anywhere would blink an eye, okay, versus, you know, a guy that's in his late 20s, early 30s going after the same age group. Yeah, we got the cougar effect. Okay, and I get it, but here's one thing I'll say because I don't want this to turn into, you know, a a whammy shit episode. This isn't about shitting on women. This is about swapping notes and about experience, okay? Dante's over here talking about 30-year-olds, but I also know how old Dante is, and I get it. It's like, dude, go for it, okay? Me being 50, yeah, there's a line, And it's not her age so much as her looks, her uh, whatever it is she's seeking in life, her energy, you know. I've dated some women that are a couple of years older than me when I was a little bit younger that were very, they took very good care of themselves and they were very young in spirit. We'll call it that. You know, that hell, there were times that I had a hell of a time keeping up with them. And it was great, okay? Jordan says some of the best plates are women between the ages of 29 and 39. His experience. I'm not going to disagree. But if you want it on easy mode, and granted, I'm not speaking to Dante, okay? I'm not speaking to guys in their 20s. I'm really not. But guys that are like in their 30s, their 40s. Try dating a 50-year-old woman, okay? Like Nick said, I I know, yeah, you gave the grimace, Nick. I get it. Okay, I, I get it. I do. But I've also noticed that between the women that hit the epiphany phase, as Rollo called it, late 20s, early 30s, and so they got a list of demands, and they're looking for beta bucks and all that bullshit, Women in their 30s and even into their probably early to mid 40s. And this has been my experience to go off of what Jordan said. They're not much different than their counterparts that are in their late 20s, early 30s. Okay, They either become enlightened. Yes, I'm going to throw that word out there. They either become enlightened and they're just grateful for the attention and they're happy to see you. And like Nick said, you know, you say, hey, I'm going to be gone for 10 days as I go into the Outback or deep into the fucking Florida Keys or whatever. If you don't hear from me, uh, everything is good. And they're like, fine, cool. Or they double down where women that are like in their mid to late 40s on up, they're just fucking happy to see you.
1: For the most part, yeah.
2: They really are, okay? And I know this from experience, which was why I kind of opened the filter, because I'm like, well, let's get real, guys. Let's get fucking real for a minute, okay? A woman who is in her late 40s to her early 50s, my age group, women my age not my first choice but i'm an opportunist i my problem is there's too many women and not enough time okay women that are in their late 40s and into their early 50s they've already had their kids and so they either got fixed so that they don't have any more or This, yeah, this is going to creep out Dante and some of you young fucks. And I get it. I do. I get it. But they're going into menopause. Okay. Yep. Nobody wants to talk about that one. But when they're starting to have hot flashes and shit, here's the thing. Their chance of pregnancy drops to pretty much zero. But boy, they are horny. Okay. Somebody said earlier in the comments, and I'm not going to go back and look for it, but they talked about lube. And I get it. I understand. And it's a fun joke, but the thing is the women I've met that have started the premenopausal phase, they don't need lube. Okay. These women are horny, like, like we as guys are at 21.
1: Well, and here, and here's, here's part of that is, you know, and if you know, you know, and I know, you know, is that a lot of these women, when they get into their mid to late forties, they, they get on, you know, they whether it's, The best thing for them or not, their doctors start putting them on hormone replacement and all this other stuff. So they're getting shot up with testosterone that makes them, you know, horny like a 20 year old dude. And I mean, you know, they're all about it. Now they may, it may not be the same response as when they were in their 20s. And part of it is probably just, you know, man, I want to, you know, I want to get all the dick I can while I still can. Um, for those, for those who are lonely and looking for companionship, but, you know, w- for whatever the reason they are DTF, you know, pretty much all the time. Correct.
2: And... Correct.
0: Well, is it that or they're getting shot up with estrogen with, uh, right. Either too. Way.
1: well, it's a cocktail.
0: Yeah, get...
2: it, it is a cocktail, but I, that's one thing I've learned about women that are probably in their mid forties on up to about my age or so. Okay. The chance for pregnancy drops to almost zero. Their hormone level, whether it's artificially induced because doctor gave them a shot or whatever, or it's just because their body is doing its thing. Mm-hmm. The idea that they're DTF and they don't have a laundry list of what y- you need to bring to the fucking table. You don't have to play games with them you don't have to jump through hoops or deal with the bullshit that you guys in the 20s and even in the 30s are dealing with okay they're just happy you're there and you're showing them attention
1: well i will i will say that my experience has been if you've got some decent level of game and experience that's the case if not they can be they they can be serious ball breakers if oh, yeah, you're, if absolutely. you're in their frame if you fuck up and you're in their frame and instead oh yeah you're done you're you're, you're done. yeah you're a you're uh oh, I don't even want to uh, just the stuff that I've seen I haven't fortunately I got my shit straightened out I haven't been in that uh I haven't been in that situation but I've seen it and I've and I've seen and I've and I've you know met up had drinks with women who that was their mode and uh i wasn't able to break through that so it was just like adios well um, and
2: that's where it goes back to where i said there's not somebody for everyone right right Okay. because delusion is a thing okay but one of the things you guys need to understand okay and again it's anecdotal it's only my experience but since 2019 Where me and the ex broke up, and I've just been fucking free-ranging now for, what, the last three years or so? I've met women from their early 30s all the way up to about 50, okay? They're all happy to see me, and they're all the ones that when I tell them where I'm at, what I want, this is how it is for me. I'm honest with them. When they're like, what are you looking for? I tell them this is what I want. Okay. They start showing me after we start fucking all these dudes hitting them up on dating apps, Tinder, Bumble, you name it. They're showing me in real time what guys are saying to them, what guys look like. Okay. So I know I have an edge. At 50 compared to other 50-year-old men, I'm in better shape than most, okay? I understand game. I understand how all this bullshit works. And so it doesn't even floor me. And these women are like, look at this. And she shows me, you know, this picture. And all she can say is he looks like a rapist. He looks like a felon. He looks like a dipshit. And these guys are just fawning and, and tripping over their own dicks to try to get to this woman and i'm just sitting here laughing yeah going oh fuck if this is my competition i have none
1: even 50 year old women on dating apps have a box of dicks on their phone every day
2: of course they and do. it's
1: a it's a new box of dicks every day mm-hmm. absolutely
2: and that's the reality you guys have to face but instead of going oh no i might as well give up what do i do get yourself in semi-decent shape i'm not saying you got to go to the gym and be a gym rat just don't be fat learn a little bit of game learn to laugh most of the shit off and you too for 49.97 can have chicks telling you you're the guy i've been looking for my whole life
1: well and you know going back to what don you're talking about with dante you know like i've got my first my first meetup is sunday and the chick is 40 and that's 15 years younger than me so yeah, you know me about my average me dating a 40 year old that's not a big deal if you're 25 dating a 40 year old it's a much different deal. And I'm not saying you shouldn't do it because one of the best learning experiences I had was when I was 25 dating a 35 year old. Yep. And all
2: for that cougar effect
1: now forgotten for God's sake, you know do not fall in love with them do not marry them
2: don't catch feels
1: don't even do don't even do the ltr thing for much more than a you know six months to a year but if that as a 25 year old especially if you're just you know if you don't have a lot of experience that's like a fucking crash course graduate level seminar Uh, at the very least, in fucking for you because she'll fuck your balls off and, uh, and she will do things that you have not been able to get the chicks who are your own age to do. Now, and again, I say that with the caveat, which is, for God's sake, don't get her pregnant. Don't wife her up you know watch out for all that kind of shit watch out that she's not still married <laughs> you know all, yeah, well, all you kinds know, of shit that
2: depends but yeah don't well,
1: for pain. for you for you that don't would be pain for you that would be a chip shot but for a 25 year old dude who doesn't know what he's doing yeah you don't, you don't want you don't want yeah, that kind don't of heat eat paint. Yeah, you don't want, you want that don't kind of heat I, I agree i agree but with just me. just find one find one who thinks you're hot wants to fuck you and then you know date for 3 6 months however long you know you you, you, you got to manage that but you know that's a pretty good that's a pretty good deal for a young guy
2: oh yeah dude no i i did my share of cougars when i was you know like 24 25 27.
1: i did i only did one but it it made all the difference it made all the difference
2: yeah so like dante and some of these other dudes you know that are young dudes seriously you need the experience with the the older woman you know. What is this? I've had approaches and messages from still married dude. Dante, you're in. just the questions you need to ask, Dante. I'm gonna tell you the questions. I'm gonna so get your fucking notepad out or take some notes here. I'm gonna give you the the questions to ask and then the risk analysis you need to take. okay? I've dealt with married women. <clears throat> okay? I've dealt with them in the past. I've had everything from open marriages where, oh, hey, you know, my husband does not give a fuck. We're good. This is how it is. I've had women that go, yep, we're open marriage, but he needs to meet you and make sure that you're not a psycho. Okay, cool. Whatever. I've had women go, yep, he doesn't know and he doesn't need to know. Okay which is most of them okay that they are on the down low my question to them is one what is the likelihood he's going to find out and what does he do for a living what's his occupation what's his job number two what is the likelihood of violence if he finds out okay now if you're straight with them believe it or not they will be straight with you they
1: will Well, I, 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 I don't think you can generalize that much. I think, I think you can, I think a lot of them will, but my experience has been that and granted mine were not as upfront. They didn't, they, you know, the, the ones that I dated who were still married, you know, what they told me was they were separated and the divorce is almost final or that they weren't married at all. And, and and there, and there are some. there are some who will lie to you, so do be aware oh, yeah. of that.
2: There are. And I'm not and I'm not shitting
1: on what Rob's saying. I'm just oh, saying my experience has I been, agree.
2: I agree. Some of them will cover it. Okay. I mean, but
1: Rob most... dates the, the difference is that Rob dates quality women and I don't. <laughs> that's that's the difference. The quality no. women are honest with you. Yeah. The the women that I date generally are not quality women, apparently. So apparently.
2: Because the majority, as far as I know, when when the conversation turned into me saying, you know, which way does the wind blow? That's more or less what it comes down to. Mm -hmm. Are you involved? Are you not? It doesn't mean she's married. She could be engaged. She could have another dude. It doesn't matter. Most of the time they have another dude. And I'm like, oh, that's fine, except I have some questions. One, what is the likelihood he's going to find out? And number two, what is the likelihood of violence towards me? Because if some dude shows up at my doorstep banging on the door, he's going to get shot. Okay, I'm not gonna fucking question it. I'm not gonna. One hundred. He's going to get shot, and I don't really want to deal with the aftermath. But well, that's you know, the direction it's gonna go.
1: About a month. Mu- you know, I mentioned about a month ago that I had, I had, uh, I had matched up with somebody on one of those apps who was, she was married, and she said, she's like, look, I'm married. She was, she was the, she was the only one I've ever met who, not that I've, you know, to my knowledge, have, you know. I, as far as I know there are only two or three that have been married that I've dated over the last eight years. But, you know, she said, Hey, look, I'm in an open marriage and uh, you know, so I need to be discreet, but you know, we can still go out and she lived, she lived about 20, 20 minutes away from me in another town. So she's and,
2: in an open marriage, but she needs to be discreet.
1: Yeah. Because she's a, school teacher and all this other shit and, and whatever. So, you know, the thing was my default position is I don't, I don't assume they're telling the truth and I don't assume they're lying. I just look at the situation for what it is and then decide how I'm going to handle it. Now, in this case, you know, she was going to come over here and and we were going to get together, but she got bent out of shape because I, you know, I, I got back from Florida a couple of days later and I thought I would. And and I, I, I wasn't reporting into her when I was going to be back and all this other shit. So when I finally got back and, and said, hey, she said, well, I didn't hear from you. So I just kind of moved on. I was like, all right. <laughs> But, uh, you know, but I don't I don't assume they're lying and I don't assume they're telling the truth. I just sort of look at situation for what it is and for what I know and for what I don't know. And I go from there. And, uh, you know, so my experience with but my but my experience with actually, you know, being involved with chicks who turned out to be married was they they gilded the lily to some degree uh, in, in both situations for me.
2: And I, and I get that maybe maybe this is where I date quality women exactly maybe it is I don't know but I've been very open with women that it's like look I'm not gonna judge I don't care except what's the likelihood he's gonna find out and what's the likelihood of violence because if he shows up on my doorstep he's gonna get shot
1: and, and I will. I do want to interject that if you're if you're still the kind of guy that catches feelings after a couple dates or six months, or you do
2: not a want to do test, this. You
1: don't. Yeah. You don't want to do this. You don't really want to do much anything until you figure that out. Although you, yep. you you actually do need to date and force yourself not to catch feelings in order to be able to not catch feelings because if you if you, if you try to wait until, you know, you've just got all that handled without dating anybody, you're never, you're never going to get there. So you still have to go out with them. You still have, but you gotta be more, I think you need to be more careful about who you're with until you, you know, you can get a handle on that because, you know, I caught some feelings for little Spurg, but it took like two and a half years, yeah. you know? I mean, it, I mean, it was, it was building for a while, but, but I was able to, thanks. 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 Uh, A lot to, you know, a lot of the the lessons I learned from PUAs and from Ryan and from Rolo, you know, I was able to manage that post-divorce in a way that I didn't know how to do when I was in my 20s. And that was a combination of both my own experience and you know, learning some shit that I didn't know and that I needed to learn. And I was able to, you know, now I'm able to do that. But when I was younger, you know, it was it was real easy for me to catch feelings. And I didn't necessarily, you know, telegraph that to anybody always when I did. But it still makes it still it still fucks up your behavior if you're if you're, you know, too motivated by that shit. So you got to get a handle on that. And certainly, like Rob said. You know, don't, don't, don't go out with the high risk ones. If you're, you know, if you're a lovesick puppy, because you're going to get, you're going to get all kinds of, all kinds of bad shit coming your way.
2: Yep. Well, and you know, bacon brought up a fun fact here and I want to talk about this, which is why I have it up here. He said, fun fact, her husband can track her phone to your home, too. Ask me how I know. We, well, you've already said it, Bacon. Okay. I'm going to say, good comment. Allow me to retort. If a woman, and I've met plenty of them, if they don't want you to find out, you'll never find out. Okay. Okay most guys are and i've wrote about this i think i've even done i think we've done shows on this most women that do not want to get caught will never get caught okay and maybe i'm extraordinarily lucky maybe but the women i've dealt with their husbands or boyfriends or fiancés or whatever they were had no clue and part of that is because you as the guy are complicit you don't want to know that your girl is stepping out okay i've seen it so many times where when she said yeah the risk of getting caught is low and the the risk of violence is even lower okay that's where i'm like ah green light come on over he has no idea and he doesn't want to know. Yep. Okay. That's what and, I mean, is you're complicit in your own deception.
1: And, and here's the thing, you know, the, the, this is the, this is the reason why I preach for dudes to date a lot of women in their twenties because, and not to get married as a general rule until if you're going to do that, until you're into your 30s and you've got certain shit established because because it's like Rob said you're it's it's sort of like if you're fishing in saltwater you don't and you're and you don't have a boat full of electronics and radar to tell you where the fish are the way you the way you figure out where the fish are is you look at you know you look for birds and if the if birds are circling an area of the water And they're diving down and hitting the bait fish that are on top of the water. You know that the reason the bait fish are on top of the water is because there's bigger fish down under them chasing them up to the top of the water. And those bait fish are trying to get away, right? And And so you know to either, you know, wait over there, row over there, cast over there, whatever. And, you know, you'll eventually probably hook up with some decent fish or you're going to see those bigger fish cutting into those pods of bait fish at the top of the water and it's going to make a big ruckus and you'll know what's going on over there and a lot of this shit is kind of like that you got to get you got to get enough experience to where you can start recognizing those signs and saying all right there's something there now i don't know exactly what it is but i'm going to be aware of it and then that's that you know most of the time that's all you have to do but it is important to be able to kind of understand what you're dealing with both from a catching feelings perspective if you still struggle with that and also just from a general situational awareness perspective so that if anything you know does pop up you know hopefully you're not blindsided or too surprised by it and you know sometimes that shit will still happen but i you know just to piggyback on what rob was saying I don't mean this as a, as a ain't shit. Oh, these evil women look at the shit they do because we all do shit. We all don't tell people stuff. We keep some stuff private. Everybody's doing that. Um, there's no reason that somebody you barely know needs to vomit all the details of their life onto you anyway. And if your main purpose, when you first get to know somebody, meet somebody is to just hang out, have fun and hook up it really shouldn't matter. There's just, you know, you need the experience to be able to be aware of what those signs are when they crop up. And I, you know, I, I tend to agree with that. I'm not going to say, you know, there's nothing magic about 35, but you know, it's, it's just, it takes a while for, for guys to both accumulate the experience and then get to a point in life when, when they're, they've decided they know what they want and they're pursuing what they want. And until you know what you want and are pursuing what you want, how can you pick somebody else who's going to be the right helper, partner, whatever, to accompany you on that journey? So, you know, that's that's the reason for that. It's not that 35 is the magical number. It's that most dudes, at least back in the day, most dudes don't even know what they want until they're in their you know mid-30s. And they haven't really accomplished anything significant until then and they don't have the emotional and personal discipline to manage a relationship in a way that is most likely to be constructive for them. And so, you know, I, I, I mean, that's what I, that's what I preach to my sons. You know, one of them got married at 25 anyway. Uh, the other one, the other one seems to be following the, you know, is on the golden path, but you know, <laughs> hopefully, you know, cause my oldest is 30 now and, or he will be soon. And he's been married for almost five years now. And, you know, my younger boy is 26. And uh, he's, near as I can tell, he's nowhere, you know, close to doing anything like that. But as soon as you start thinking that, you get a phone call. So, you know, you never know.
2: Well, and, and to go off of what you just said, Nick, and to tie it into what Jordan said here, there is no magical number. Okay. About, you know, wait until you're 35. Okay. I, I agree with Nick hundred percent. Okay. There's no magical number. If there's anything I've learned, it's not about age. It, well, you should wait until at least 35. Okay. I look at it as how much experience do you have? Okay. Now, if you're a guy who's 19, and you've already banged, you know, fucking 12, 15 chicks. And you know what you want. You understand female nature. You understand what you want. And you want to get married at 23. Now, I'm not saying that's the wisest choice, but at the same time, you might have more experience than I do at that age, okay? That I could say, oh, wow, this dude's railed some serious poontang. Okay, way more than I did at his age. So he might have a better grasp of what he wants. Okay. Now, I've also met a lot, a lot of guys that are my age, 50, 5 who've had two, three, four women, and they have no idea what they want, except that they don't. They know what they don't want. They don't want to be alone. They don't want to do whatever. Okay. Okay. So I'm looking at those guys that are closer to my age and it's like, they're hitting me up going what, what to do? What would you do? And I'm like, bang more chicks. (laughs) Okay. Whether they're younger or the same age, I really don't care. Okay. So 35 is not the magic number. I think it's more about experience if you've had a lot of experience you know you're you're 23 and you've banged 25 chicks hey at least at that age you have more experience than I did at that age so you might know more for you at that age what you want than Mm -hmm. I did at that age. Okay. That's the only argument that I bring against what Jordan said here. And I'm not arguing with Jordan. I'm not.
1: Yeah. The the, the other thing about that is that, is that I, you know, I certainly don't claim to know everything, but I experienced this and a lot of, a lot of dudes experience this. And this is, this is in the fine print that nobody really tells you about, uh, when you're 18, but we're going to tell you about it now, which is that the way you see the world and feel about yourself, think about yourself at 20 is vastly different or should be from what you will think it's say you know, 33, 35, because what's going to happen is, you know, at 20, you're like, Oh, I'm, you know, I'm a loser. I ain't got no money. I ain't got this. I ain't got that. And then in your twenties, you're going to start figuring shit out. A lot of you will. And then in your late twenties and early thirties, you're going to start putting shit together and you're going, and, and by that time, a lot of dudes are going to have some money. They're going to have a career. They're going to have a business. that's flourishing. They're going to have all this shit that never in their wildest dreams did they ever think they would have, especially if if you come from a more modest background. And so then what happens is you're 35. You got married at 20. You've been married for 15 years uh, the marriage may or may not be that great. Your wife is had a couple kids. She's out of shape. Now you've managed to stay in shape or kept your, or got back into shape. And you've got shit going on in your career. You got shit going on in your personal life. And all of a sudden now these 25 year old chicks are looking at you at 33, 35. And they're like, you know, Hey, you know, that's, that's what I want. And then here you are married already and you're not happy in your marriage so what are you going to do you're going to start banging those chicks more than you know more often than not and then that's going to lead that's most that's you're probably going to do it wrong and you're probably going to handle everything wrong and that's going to lead to other problems so there's a lot of complicated shit like that that can stack up on you as you go through the years and that's one of the reasons why i try to tell my kids to wait as long as they possibly could um And to, you know, to have some things going in their own life before they pursue that kind of shit seriously, because you don't want to be, you know, all of a sudden you were never able to get that many girls when you were younger because you just, you were young, you didn't know what you were doing. And now you got some shit going in your favor. And then, you know, society says, okay, now you can't have all that good stuff, even though it's right there for you. And it's a lot easier for you to get. And there, you don't know that's going to happen until you actually get there, and that fucks a lot of people up. End of rant.
0: Bull, what do you got?
1: Uh, I tend to agree.
0: It's uh, most guys aren't fit to. Uh, I like as. It's like he was saying, I, I've seen guys like at 35 that, that get rickrolled by fucking 18, 19-year-old girls, man. Like, they catch feelings for them and stuff, and it's like these girls just take them through the ringer. I've seen that a lot when I was in the military, too. Like, you'd have these guys in their late mid to late 20s and stuff, and they get together with these young girls and stuff, and these young girls would just absolutely take them for a ride. And it's like they weren't even – they're not even prepared, man. They didn't even see it coming. So, And, you know
1: – What? No, I'm sorry. To, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I was, was going to say, uh, I
0: agree. It's not, it's not really about age. It's about experience level, you know,
1: but, the, but age, age, 10, you know, it's kind of like if you're a, if you're a formula one driver, or a NASCAR driver, uh, the number of laps you've driven indicates your level of experience. Now right. that doesn't, that doesn't totally translate to years you know we're talking about laps driven so you know it's it's kind of like what rob said that, you know the number of, of of women you've been with but there's a lot of other things in life besides women that you know that that are an indicator of your competence and it takes a while to get there and and when you do get there Everything in life becomes a little bit different, you know. Getting jobs, at least my experience, getting jobs when you're 35 and you have a 10 year track record of of successful work, it's a people are much quicker to hire. At least in, back in the day, they were much quicker to hire you, uh, you know, at 35 than at 25. Because at 25, they just assume you don't know shit. Well, they think you at more 35. People, you know. At 35, you've got a track record and everybody takes you more seriously, including women. Now that doesn't, you know, there's a lot that goes into that. I'm not, I'm not, I don't mean to oversimplify it, but there's a lot of shit behind the whole, if you're a dude, wait till your mid thirties before you do something like getting married because, you know, you need, you need that experience in order to be able to manage that well. And, and I certainly didn't manage mine very well, you know? I mean, if if I could if I could go back and do one thing over, it would just be that it would even necessarily be not marry the same woman, because a lot of the problems that we had in our marriage, um, you know, there there was a lot of bullshit that she did. But I fucked up a lot, too. And a lot of that, you know, a lot of that I those those fuck ups don't happen now. They did back then. So if I would have, you know, I got married at twenty seven or twenty eight, if I had waited another, you know, 10 years. I mean, in my case, maybe it would have made a difference. Maybe it wouldn't because blue pill is still blue pill, regardless of what age you are. And that's another factor to think about, but you know, the experience, the experience and what you take from it and how you learn from your mistakes has a big impact on your future success. So you weren't able to bring value until you're mid thirties. Right. And now, you know, now I can't, you know, I snore and I bring value. I mean, there's, you know, (laughs) there's just, I'm spitting value everywhere now, but back in the day, yeah, no. <laughs> well, that's, that's, what, that's what Nick August means. It's Nick August in Native American means bringer of value. <laughs>
0: Change your name to Nick True Value August. Well,
1: right now like I'm August. licorice. Right now I'm licorice Johnson because I'm in my I'm in my you know, I'm in my Delta Blues phase, and I've been writing songs and doing shit. So, doing shit around here. So, you know, oh, I'm with Juris Johnson right now. Yeah, it's uh
0: well. Even uh, there's this one girl I'm seeing right now that we we went out when about 15 or closer to 20 years ago. So, uh, she's commented that now it's it seems a lot easier. Like our relationship and stuff is just going a lot smoother too. You know, she didn't have like she she was living with her parent her uh like some extended family at the time but since she's been uh on her own and stuff like that and since then and everything we've reconnected so yeah the relationship's been going a lot better who too. is that huh who is that oh uh, this girl i used to see I, I think she was like 18 when we were going out so i was like 23 24 and uh yeah she we uh we got we went out for a few months and then uh uh Shit, shit having to do with her family and stuff. Like her, her uh, aunt and uncle didn't like me because uh, I was a white guy and I was dating a Mexican girl, mm. and so they didn't like that shit. So they put a bunch of bears and shit, and went, I just I just called it off because I was I just got tired of the bullshit.
1: And they thought you're an
0: Armenian Muslim. No, I was actually clean clean shaven at the time. So
1: <laughs> well, you know the you know this you know I, I mentioned earlier that my three and a half year relationship with Little Spurg is is probably the best relationship I've ever had with a woman. And and it definitely is. And for, for the, you know, there was, you know, we, we had, we had an issue about halfway in when, you know, we didn't see each other for three months. And that was mainly based on her jealousy, but she wasn't really jealous. She was, she was frustrated because I wouldn't play her game. You know, basically, she wanted me in her frame, or she wanted me in the frame that she thought everybody should be in, and I refused to play that. And she interpreted that as an occasion that would justify being jealous of something. And the truth of the matter is that while I, I, di- I did date a few people while she and I were together, um, it you know it was maybe three or four at the most, and I don't, I think, I, aside from one one or two that I was seeing early on before she and I had even seen each other that long. Um, You know, I wasn't even fucking them and it wasn't because I was committed to her. It's just that it just didn't happen. And, you know, we didn't, these other, these other chicks, I just didn't see them very much because I would go out with them. And, you know, the whole time I'm like, you know, well, you know, Spurg would be doing this or Spurg would be doing that. I'd rather be with Spurg. And so that's what, you know, that's what, motivated me to get a little bit closer to, to her, but, you know, aside from, she worked for that shit though. Like she earned it, you know? Yeah. I mean, she really did. And she, you know, and between that and between just, you know, our, our natural vibe that we had because of who she is and who I am, it worked pretty well together. So, you know, it was, you know, it was, you know, maybe there were, there were one or two little moments of friction a year, you know, uh, over three and a half years but there wasn't you know there weren't arguments there weren't fights there wasn't anything like that and uh you know unfortunately things just sort of happened the way they did and uh you know and it's not really it's not really anybody's fault it's just you know that's the that's the the choices we made and and so uh but yeah but the you know but as far as the the relationship itself it worked you know it's It was, it's run its It seems to have run its course. And, you know, I'm fine with that. Disappointed. But, you know, uh, it wouldn't, it would not have gone as well as it did 10 years ago, though. I, I would have, I would have mismanaged the whole thing. At the very least, I would have gotten, you know, too pissed off when she was just being who she is. And instead of handling it, managing it, you know, the way that it needed to be handled. So, you know, that's just, that's how shit goes sometimes. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's why that's what I'm saying. The older you the older you get, if if it matters to you, you know, you get good at the things that matter to you. And if it matters to you, you can get good at this shit and you can take responsibility for seeing those relationships go successfully. And if they, you know, and if, well, if a, if a chick too, is willing to follow your lead, then that's great. If she's not, then you don't want it anyway. Well, I think also too,
0: it, it the older you get with stuff like this, like you 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 figure out what you want and you and you're not guilty about it. You know, so if not you, only are you not
1: guilty about it but you're able to just say hey this is what I want this mm-hmm. is how it needs to be uh, yeah. it either works yeah. for you or it doesn't honey Yeah, you know? you're not
0: worried about the outcome you're outcome independent of it you know?
1: alright that's, an that's But it's you know, it's easy to talk about. It's hard to get to that spot, especially if you've always been, you know, more oh, on the yeah. blue pill side of things. So it that's why that experience is necessary. Yeah. And uh, yes, bacon, I'm that's what I'm calling it. I'm spitting value everywhere. So you know, uh, Speaking you see of
2: spitting value real quick. I gotta show you this. Let me let me pull it up here.
1: You seem to be confusing me with Ernst Groff. I'm not Ernst Groff, dude. (laughs) Uh, No one one can be Ernst Groff. I'm not making Europe my, you know, Jackson Pollock canvas. (laughs) UV Jackson Pollock canvas? Yeah.
2: So this is something I just saw on Twitter. Oh, no. Come on now. Bring it up. Here we go. Fuck. Look at the height differential on these chicks. Ooh, I want one. I want them all. Yeah. Woodbang bang all? Okay. Fuck. You know, there's there's the one, the 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 Amazon that she's probably like seven three.
0: I'm starting with that one
2: dude i i don't care what order because there's her there's like the four foot three chick and then the four foot six and then the five seven chick you know i do not give a fuck all (laughs) four all four i'm an equal opportunity fucker i would fuck them all
1: absolutely as you
2: all should
1: hey Nailing a chick over six feet is still a, is still one of the things on my scavenger hunt list. So, you know, now you know for relationships and shit, you know I like the shorties, so I'm always gonna it's always gonna be the shorties for me. But you know, oh fun, yeah, if we're gonna a get fun in weekend, weekend in Vegas, yep. oh yeah, weekend in Vegas, 5. do not
2: give a fuck how tall she
1: is. Yep, uh, 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 an Amazon that looks like that, hell yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, see, you know, here's here's the fun thing, okay? So Dante's favorite is the girl with the tattoo on her thigh.
0: Jordan likes, Jordan the, black likes chick.
2: the black chick. Okay? Guys, I'm an equal opportunity fucker. I would fuck them all. Okay? It, when you get into that mindset, because you guys like your fucking buzzwords. Okay? So mindset. You get into your mindset of yes, that's it. Yes, as Bull Rush said a while back, if she gets my dick hard, she's a 10. Okay, do not care if she's four foot three, do not care if she's six foot eight. If she gets your dick hard, she's a 10. Okay, who cares? Seriously, guys, who fucking cares? What your bros on the internet think, what Nick thinks, what Bull thinks, what I think, it's up to you. Okay. And if you like six foot eight fucking Amazon women and you're five foot four like I am, who cares? It's your life
1: as long as she doesn't have a dick there you go There's that's go. right that's that's my line well that's where i
2: all agree with you licorice that's what i draw the line too is beards and cock it's like if you got a beard and a cock i'm probably gonna have to pass i'm out yeah. but beyond that i don't care i don't care if you're seven foot three i don't care if you're 200 pounds whatever Because I'm not wifing you up. I'm not marrying you. I'm not doing that. I'm not playing cohabitation. Okay. I'm here for one thing and one thing only. I'm here for the experience. I'm here for the fun. I'm here for the memories. I'm here for the sex. It's like I've told women. And I I shit you not, guys. Here's a quote that you can put on Twitter or wherever you want to do it. Take your notes. I know Dante's taking notes so i've told women here even as recently as six months ago i've told them i don't know if i make a great husband because my marriage failed i don't know if i make a good boyfriend even because my ltr failed what i am good at is i'm good at being a lover because that's what i want so figure it out What do you want? Do you want to be a lover? Do you want to be a husband? Do you want to be a trad con power dad, whatever? Knock yourself out. Fill your boots. Figure it out. But until you have had enough experience, and I don't know what the magic number is. Just like the age of 35 to me is not a magic number because I got married at 36, okay? And I didn't know fuck all didn't okay so chest and rollo and all these other guys that talk about 35 36 somewhere around there i had no clue got married and then at 42 got fucking divorced because i was like i would rather eat a shotgun round than keep doing this shit okay So even for me, and I had, fuck, like 14, 15 women under my belt at that point. That's why age isn't a magic number. You have to figure out for you, and it's going to be different for every guy. That's why I was saying, if you're 23 and you've had 20 fucking women... You might have more experience at that age than I did, okay? You might. And, well, in fact, you would. You would have more experience with women, with sex, with all that shit than I did at that age. It wasn't until I got a lot older that I had a lot more experience and realized, oh, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. And so now
0: I do what I do at 50, we well, should have changed your name to Licorice Johnson. Then you would have
1: had a more more opportunities. Ever since Dang. I changed my name, I've my my notch count has tripled.
2: I believe that.
1: <laughs> well, and it's something to keep in mind about that. You know, mid thirties thing. That's advice given to dudes who are in their who are in their late teens, early twenties, who are red pill aware now, who or whatever you want to call it, who have that kind of mentality and that mindset if you don't have that mentality and that mindset or something approximating it I wouldn't get married ever because if you don't if you don't know what you're doing you know if you've never driven the big rig before you know don't take the job to you know go to Texarkana and get a load of Coors and bring it back to Atlanta. Because if you don't know how to drive the truck, you're all just right. Get
2: man. Where's Fred? I wanna know where Fred is. God damn it.
1: I like Fred. I've thought about getting a hound dog. I've been you thinking should about getting so a dog. Go get a
2: hound dog, dude. That'd be so great. Name him
1: Fred. Well, we're all gonna be Licorice Johnson now.
2: That's right. That's the all point. Right. Both change your name.
1: Uh well.
0: All right.
2: Oh, you know what? Never mind, Bull. I got you.
0: Just change it for me. Yeah. There you go. Yeah.
2: I got you. All right. <laughs> hang on, real quick. I got to do this.
1: I'm still, still the real, real Licorice, Licorice Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> Remember that game show where it was like, Will the real Licorice Johnson please stand up with <laughs> the TARD? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Appreciate that. That's just
2: you're welcome. But we're we're all gonna be, you know, who are we? I am, you know, uh what was his name? Uh what the fuck? It's the Brad Pitt fucking it could
1: be, uh Licorice Johnson the wise. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Licorice Johnson the tardy. <laughs> you got the Tard and the Tardy.
2: There we go. We're all the Licorice Johnson. Because we're all... What's his name? Uh, what Guys, help me out here. The Fight Club. Tyler Durden. We're all Tyler Durden.
1: I am Spartacus.
2: There there we go. We're all fucking Spartacus. We're all Marcus Aurelius.
0: That's and right, when we're all Licorice Johnson. No one will be. You got Somebody to dodge
2: him. You got to duck so, on, so full on needs to screenshot this. The, the, the Licorice Johnsons. Will the real Licorice Johnson please stand up?
1: <laughs> That's me.
2: Oh, there we go.
1: You remember that uh, show, though, don't you, Rob? Bull well, probably doesn't, but there was that show where they would... There was this game show. Where they'd have these three dudes sitting there, and one of them would be a famous person, and the other two would be just whoever. And the contestant would ask them different questions, and then would have to guess which one was like you know the real Albert Einstein or whoever and then that was the person who stood up and then I don't remember what you won but you know it was uh it was a 70s maybe sixties game show will the real whoever please stand up
2: that's right
1: yeah catch me if you can yeah I think it was awesome.
2: but there we go east bound down yep dude it's so hey Nick here's one for you bull doesn't remember he's too fucking young Nick, do you remember in Smokey and the Bandit what the gas prices were?
1: Oh, it had to have been like 40 cents.
2: Close. 50 cents per gallon.
1: Yeah, that would have been 77. Yeah, something like that. I remember
2: seeing that a while back and I'm like, oh my god, the fucking gas prices back then.
1: Yeah. I I think that Smokey and the Bandit came out the same year as Star Wars. I think. Seventy-seven,
2: some, seventy-eight, somewhere around
1: there. For some reason, all right. Now I'm gonna look it up because Athens. Is yeah, not here. I gotta
2: look that shit up.
1: Smokey and I might yeah. have to throw that on the old you know what i'm gonna have to find that
2: fucking soundtrack right there that little bit about eastbound and down 18 wheels are rolling brother Um, i
1: got that on my itunes i got that i I got that on my phone
2: i believe that but i gotta find it because that's gonna be part of the show i think just like our our sluts in heaven
1: i play that song at parties
2: dude that is one of the best and wasn't that jerry reed that actually sang it where he's the yeah. snowman
1: yeah he did the soundtrack
2: yeah, yeah. It's a phenomenal soundtrack
1: and if you and and here's the thing i know a lot of people just you know they find you know country abrasive but if you listen to some of that old jerry reed stuff he's one of the best guitar players you'll ever hear he can tear that fucking fretboard up Now it's, you know, it's, it's country and country blues, but it's, uh, but he was, he was a phenomenal guitarist and musician. I think he played other instruments too. He was, and he was funny. I used to like to, we used to, I used to watch him all the time when I was, you know, 10 back in the day. I think it's about time for this show to be over, isn't it? Yeah. I was about to say, I'm getting, I'm getting hungry. So I'm getting hungry and I'm getting tired. Plus I've been here for two and a half hours. Yeah, me too. That's right. Not everybody has been. The other the other Licorice Johnson. It'd be like a, that New Heart show where you had Larry. This is my brother Daryl. This is my other brother Daryl. <laughs> I'm the I'm the Licorice Johnson who's on time. I'm Licorice Johnson. This is the other Licorice Johnson. <laughs> this is the real Licorice Johnson. It's LJ for short. Oh seriously, I do, I do have this uh if I ever do another, if I ever put another band together that's like a, a legit rock band, that's that's what I want to call the band is Licorice Johnson. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like... think that'd be a good band name for like a like a like a punk, a punk country blues metal band. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love it,
1: dude. Everybody wanted that Firebird dude you know, i wanted, wanted
2: that. that fucking firebird yeah
1: we, we all we all wanted it we had posters of it we built the the little model kit for it we got the hot wheels for it we had it on t-shirts man that was everything down in, down here down in alabama where you know star wars was a big thing but Smokey and the bandit was way bigger Oh,
2: I believe that. I totally believe that.
1: Way bigger. And there was a, you know, just fun trivia. There was an episode of, I used to, my, my son and I used to watch The Walking Dead years ago when it first started. You know, we gave up after like four or five years, but we used to watch The Walking Dead a lot. And there was an episode of The Walking Dead where they're, you know, that was set in Georgia and they're walking around somewhere in Georgia and they they're going down this highway where there's all these cars and trucks that were dead and abandoned. And they want, and the actual uh, uh, snowman's rig, the his 18 wheeler is sitting on the side of the road. You know, it was the one that had the, the mural on the side of the bandit on the horse holding up a uh, stagecoach. They, they had Cletus snow's uh, rig on the side of the road in in that scene. and, walking dead which i totally geeked out on because i thought that was hilarious (laughs) anyhow
2: anyway guys we're over the two hour mark even with my late show up all that so nick you want to pimp anything shill anything
1: store.punchriot.com
0: all rush store.punchriot.com we'll buy shit. Hey,
1: I like
2: it since I'm the licorice Johnson. Store Get yourself a mug, get yourself a glass, get yourself a fucking t-shirt or two.
1: There's a new there's a, a new design on there. It's called uh dude do you even bro? So mm. there's there's mugs. I think there's mugs and t-shirts with that on there. So go check that shit out.
2: As you should and remember, guys, bang all the chicks from four foot three to seven foot two, and then some. We'll see you all next time.
1: <laughs> Lord, I've had a good life, and I think I lived it right. But there's a big old orgy waiting for me in the sky. I'm
2: sure behind them pearly gates, there's booze and weed
1: and pills. But if there ain't sluts in heaven, Lord send me down to hill.